Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. Hey, buddy, I hope you're having a great morning. And it is uh, January the 17th, and here we are going through some crazy times. One of those crazy times is uh, me getting a cold. And uh, I believe that's what it is. I haven't had a chance to be tested yet, but we thought uh, for the sake of precaution and to make sure everybody's safe and healthy, we wanted to just go all online today. So thank you for making adjustments to your schedule. Hopefully you're having a good time at home. Maybe uh, didn't have to dress up this morning, sitting there in PJs and coffee and having a great morning. I'm excited. I'm excited because there's so many good things that are going on and so many great things that we can talk about uh, as far as what's happening here at Journey Church Ventura, as well as the message series that we're in. Uh, wait, what? And so we'll talk about that in just a second. But we want to welcome everybody. If you're a guest of ours today, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for hanging out and uh, connecting with us online. And if you would, just take a moment and fill out a connection uh, card, which is online. You can go right there, hit connect, and uh, you can give us as much information as you're comfortable with. And we would love to let you know what the next steps are here at Journey Church Ventura. So thanks for being with us. Well, I have a couple things to celebrate. Um, this last week, and uh, actually uh, four months ago, I had, <laughs> I, I've added two grandchildren to uh, our world. And uh, one is a uh, little baby Addison, Addison Renee Price. She was born uh, four months ago. And uh, Liam, Liam was born on Wednesday night. And uh, the, so excited to have this little boy in our lives, these little girls in our lives. I have five grandchildren now and just super excited about who they are and um, uh, hanging out with them. And they're all at our house right now. So uh, very, very cool. And Liam was actually the reason we did not do Pray and Chat this last Wednesday night. And so I want to let you know that this coming Wednesday night, uh, we are going to have Pray and Chat. And we're just going to have a great time uh, praying and chatting about what's going on in our world today, and most importantly, just praying for our world and for those around us. And uh, uh, <clears throat> I want to invite you to be there, so keep an eye out for your email. If, you don't, if we don't have your email, send it to us, and we'll put you on that email list for a pray and chat, and we'll get all on Zoom and have a great evening uh, praying together. Also, if you have kids, you have kids at home, grandkids at home, um, we have some great tools that are available to you uh, online. And so we encourage you just click on kids and right there will be a ton of tools that you can use to bring up these little disciples and help them know Jesus. And that's the most important part of what we're all about. And then lastly, we want to just thank you for your faithfulness and giving. And you can give online, you can uh, drop your offering in the mail, uh, um, whatever's best. We'll be live again next week and we'll, we'll have a church outside here uh, on campus uh, next Sunday, the 24th. So if you want to wait and just give then, that's great. But we just appreciate your faithfulness in giving. And I want to take a moment and pray for the offerings that you guys give and the tithes that you give and the offerings that you're so generous about. And we're just excited uh, that God is continuing to provide for Journey Church and our ability to reach this community for Christ. So let's take a moment and pray. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to give. Lord, we give our tithes, we give our offerings because we love you, because we trust you, because we know that you can use these funds, God, to expand the kingdom and to grow the kingdom. And I just thank you and praise you for that. So I pray your blessing on every heart and every mind that gives and that you would uh, continue to bless them as your word says. You bless us according to our 
our gift. Lord, when we sow generously, we reap generously. When we sow, <clears throat> uh, when, when we sow with a heart full of gladness, and we get that gladness back, and we just thank you and praise you for that. So we pray that in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, hey, we are in a series called Wait What? And uh, it's easy for me to say that right now because my voice actually goes up a little easier. But um, Wait What? is all about this idea that uh, it's the revelation that nothing is too hard for God, that if we will be um, willing people, all he needs is willing people to act in faith and obedience to him. We've talked about Abraham and Sarah when they had a baby uh, at, at age 100 years old. And God said that to Abraham, you will be the father of many nations. And Sarah gave him uh, a boy named Isaac. And that was just an incredible miracle that happened there. And, and of course, Abraham and Sarah are like, wait, what? You want, to, you want us to have a baby at this age? It's crazy. And then last week we talked about Gideon and this guy that's you know, scared and afraid of the Midianites. But God comes to him and says, you mighty warrior. And of course, he's like, wait, what, me? I'm, I'm, a, I'm from a lowly uh, community. I'm from a, a lowly family. And how could I be a mighty warrior? And then they go and defeat 135,000 um, Midianites with 300 people. Pretty amazing, pretty amazing stories. And today we wanna get into this idea of inviting people, inviting people to meet Jesus. You might be saying, even now, wait, what? You want me to invite someone to, to meet Jesus? You want me to? Yeah, everybody who believes in Christ, everybody who has faith in, in Jesus Christ is called to become a witness, a testimony of, of Jesus. And that witness, that testimony, that story that we have is all about telling people about Jesus. It's the number one fear that Christians have, and it's pretty crazy is the number one fear is to invite a friend or a family member or a coworker or somebody else. It's, it's the number one fear we have about our faith. And most, <clears throat> most of the time it's like, I, I, I worry about um, them asking a question that I might not be able to answer, or will that change our relationship? Especially in today's cancel culture, um, man, if I say something about Jesus, does that mean I get lumped into another crowd that gets canceled and all these kinds of things? And what I want to talk about is, is simply this, that we are in a, a, a culture that makes being a witness, a, a testimony, a story, an in, invite a little difficult. I get it. I mean, we live in a culture where um, if you go on, on the Tinder site, this is a dating site. I have not been there. Uh, I've not ever used it. But from what I understand, if you swipe left, you don't like the person that you see. If you swipe right, you you you. you uh, put that person in hold and say, I might be interested in that person. Well, that's kind of how people treat everything today, is that we can swipe left if we don't like it, and we swipe right if we do like it. And that's the scary part of being a testimony or inviting people to, to church or to meet Jesus. And so I understand that fear, <clears throat> but as Christians, we have to understand that there, there is no reason to fear. We're asking people to come and meet somebody that is the savior of the world. We're asking them to come and meet somebody. We're not asking them to come to our church. Um, we're not asking them to come to meet their pa your pastor. We're not asking them to come and, and, and uh, approve of you. We're asking them to come and meet the person of Jesus Christ. 
And I get that that's scary sometimes, but in reality, it should be one of the easiest things we do simply because we're not asking people to approve of us. We're not asking people to approve of our church. We're asking people to meet with Jesus. And let's talk about that in a little bit more detail. In Acts chapter one, verse uh, one, it says this, I'm, I'm sorry, in verse seven, it said, he said to them, it is not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority. In other words, it's not. They were asking, when is the kingdom of God going to be set up? And Jesus responds, this is after he's resurrected from the dead. He's hanging out with his disciples. And he says, it's not for you to know the times or the dates the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And then this is what he, they receive power for. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Wait, what? I'm going to receive power to be a witness? I'm going to receive this power to be a, 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 an, an inviter to, uh, to help people meet Jesus? Absolutely. You see, the reason we fear is because we've, we think it's about us. It's about our ability. It's about our strength. It's about our knowledge. It's about everything that we are about to... Um, witness to people. But in reality, what this passage of scripture is saying is not about us. It's about the power of the Holy Spirit. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. We receive that power when the Holy Spirit comes on us in, in, in salvation. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And what proved out to be true is that uh, when the Holy Spirit came down and infilled the people that were there in obedience to Christ, the end result was they became witnesses or testimonies or stories about faith to the people around them. And uh, on one day in Pentecost, uh, 3,000 people were saved. And the, the Bible says that later on, every day people were coming to faith in Christ. Why? Not because they were saying, hey, we have this cool pastor or we have this really cool church or we have this. No, they were saying, I want you to come and meet Jesus. That's the power. The power is when we activate that faith, when we do something that is significant and it makes, when we invite somebody, that's actually a spiritual act of faith and God empowers that moment to prompt the heart of the person you're inviting to come and meet Jesus. That's what it's all about. So let me give you a picture of this. In John chapter one, uh, verse 35, it starts like this. The next day, John was there. This is John the Baptist, was there again with two of his disciples. So John the Baptist was the guy that was preparing the way for Jesus to come into the world and start his ministry. And so John had a couple of disciples of his own. And the next day, John was there again with two of his disciples. When he saw Jesus passing by, he said, look, the Lamb of God. Here's the very first picture of what is so powerful in this whole idea of inviting people to meet with Jesus is the simple act of saying, look, there's Jesus. In this case, there's the Lamb of God. And these two disciples who were being taught by John about Jesus coming, all of a sudden, John said, it's not about me, it's about Jesus. And I want you to see who Jesus is. That's a powerful reality. That's a powerful reality of our story, of our circumstance. All we need to say, tell people is that simply this, look, here's who Jesus is. 
Here's who Jesus is. He's the Lamb of God. And there's some, some really cool meaning behind that whole idea that the Lamb was this sacrificial person. It, it, it symbolized that Jesus was going to be this person who was going to be a sacrifice for their lives and not just this deity or this, this unusual dude that's going to come into the world and, and make everything different. He's actually going to become a sacrifice. John wanted people to see Jesus, not himself. And I think that's what makes it easier when we begin to invite people to meet Jesus. It's not about us, it's about Jesus. And so when we start talking about the Lord, we start ta introducing people to a character in history that can change their world, that can change their life, that's already changed ours. And maybe you're on, online and you're today, you're, you're kind of kicking the tires of faith. Maybe you don't know who Jesus is. Well, we want to invite you to understand that Jesus loves you, cares about you, and is all about you. And, and we want you to understand that he loves you so much so that he died on a cross and rose again the third day and today promises, promises us eternal life and forgiveness of all of our sins. All the mistakes you've ever made can be completely removed. That's the Jesus that we want people to meet. And that's the Jesus. If you're here today and you're just searching for an answer to life, Jesus is your answer. And so uh, John points, there's the Lamb of God. Then it goes on to say, when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, what do you want? So these two guys that were following John the Baptist are now wanting to follow Jesus. And he says, what do you want? And the, the whole meaning behind that question is understanding. Are you curious or do you really want to follow me? Are you curious just who I am or do you really want a relationship? And they said this. They said, uh, Rabbi, which means teacher, <clears throat> where are you staying? Come, he replied, and you will see. So they went and saw, <clears throat> saw where he was staying and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. Here's the cool thing. Can you imagine how cool it would be to spend time with Jesus, to spend time knowing him, getting to know him? I think this is one of the problems of, of inviting people to church, inviting people most importantly to meet Jesus, is that many of us aren't confident in the fact that we know him. And I'm not trying to be judgy right now, but here's one important aspect of understanding who Jesus is. We have to understand that Jesus is a real person, that he truly did come to this planet and died a, a, a miserable death so that your sins and my sins could be forgiven. He rose again the third day and is alive today, is eternally living so that you and I can experience eternal life together. He is our redeemer. He took what was worthless and made it worth something. And he is an amazing Jesus. This is the Jesus that we serve, the Jesus that came to this planet, born to a virgin, lived a perfect life and was unjustly crucified, but justly crucified so that your sins and my sins could be forgiven. This is the person that we're inviting people to. This is the person that we want people to see. This is the person that we want people to know and understand. And if we don't understand that enough, if we don't understand and let that grasp our hearts, that there's only one man in this world that ever loved us genuinely, and that's Jesus. If we don't get that, then I can understand why we're hesitant to invite. I was driving through a McDonald's, and there's a, a guy, uh, it's the McDonald's, not far from our campus here, 
uh, in Ventura. And uh, <clears throat> this guy is just the most genuine, nice guy through the drive-through. I know if you're any health food people, I know, I know, I shouldn't be uh, uh, eating at, at McDonald's. But um, this nicest guy at this window, it, he, he's always been just this really uh, very kind, very nice words. I hope you have a great day. All those kinds of things. And so I pulled out one of these cards, these Be My Guest cards. And uh, it was almost a little bit of a drive-by invite because I had to keep moving. But he was so nice, I just couldn't resist but tell him, hey, I'd love for you to come to our church, and, uh, and, and, and I want to invite you. And I invited him and handed him the card, and then I drove off. And not because I was afraid, but because there were people behind me wanting to order. And it was just one of those moments where I'm like, this guy needs to know Jesus if he doesn't already. And, and, and because I, I want him to know who this Jesus is. I want him to know this Jesus that has made a difference in my life. And what a powerful reality to understand that these guys had the opportunity to go spend a day with Jesus. It says, so they went and saw where he was staying, and they spent that day with him. It was about four in the afternoon. So very likely, he spent the night with them, and they spent the night with him and hung out with him for uh, quite a while. <clears throat> in verse 40, it says this, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. And so Andrew, the, the two disciples were probably Andrew and John, and Andrew was uh, following Jesus. He was one of the guys that just spent time with him. And look, look at verse 41. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. You guys, this is it. This is the, the very nature of what it means to invite someone is just to simply say, I have found the Messiah. I found the one that's going to redeem our lives. I found the one that's going to answer all the questions that we've had all through life. And for, from a Jewish perspective, the Messiah meaning this is the guy, this is the one who is going to come and, and rule and reign the earth. In their minds, they were all about Jesus is coming and the Messiah is coming to take over. And so Andrew, you can imagine how excited Andrew was that he found the Messiah. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he found the one who is the answer to the, all of Jewish culture, all of Jewish uh, hope and, and the, the direction that they want. He found the Messiah. And so the first thing he does, the first thing he does is uh, go and invite uh, Peter, his brother, to find Jesus. And it's pretty crazy. You never... You realize what Andrew did to invite Peter? Peter becomes uh, really one of the, the pillars of the church. He, he becomes one of the, the people who preaches on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 people get saved. He becomes one of the, the key disciples that, and, and the apostles of the church that lead the, the future of the church. And um, I don't know that we understand that there, there's an invite that could be the next Billy Graham. There's an invite that could lead someone to the next uh, 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 famous preacher that reaches thousands and thousands of people. Or maybe you're just inviting someone that's going to pastor the next church in the next town over. Whatever the case may be, you don't know who you're leading to Christ that will have a great impact. And you're thinking, boy, I don't have a great impact. Have, have you ever heard of the, the, the name Mordecai Ham? Mordecai Ham was an evangelist, and he 
uh, was led to the Lord by his parents. His parents, uh, Tobias and Oliham, were, uh, <clears throat> were just simple parents. They were simple farm uh, people, and they led Mordecai to the Lord. Mordecai, at the age of nine years old, became a, uh, a, an evangelist or felt the calling to become an evangelist and began preaching um, as early as his teenage years. And um, not long after that, he was the one who led Billy Graham to Christ. We don't hear the name Mordecai Ham very often. We don't give credibility to uh, Mordecai, uh, and we don't, that, that name doesn't come along with Billy Graham. When we talk about Billy Graham, we think of millions of people that have heard the message of Christ because of Billy Graham. But it was Tobias and Ollie that led Mordecai to the Lord. If you're a parent sitting at home and you're leading your children to Christ, there's no better mission than you could do than to help your kids know Jesus because one of your children, if not all of your children, can have a great impact in this world. To have a great impact in this world. Don't, don't minimize the importance of bringing your kids to church or, 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 or sharing that story in the evening. I was uh, hanging out with my grandkids the other night and I started telling them about the story of Noah and all of a sudden they took off with the story and I'm like, what's going on here? Realizing that uh, my daughter and her husband had done a great job filling their hearts with stories from the Bible. I was excited about that. There's no better influence that we can have than on that next generation of people and helping them know who Jesus is. It was Tobias and Ollie that led Mordecai to the Lord that eventually led Billy Graham to the Lord. And today, Franklin Graham and, and, and his, the rest of the Graham family is doing all kinds of great things for the Lord. You never know who you're going to influence by just one short invitation. The story goes on, and Jesus looked at, at, at Simon Peter, because Simon was brought to Jesus by Andrew. And Jesus looked at him and said, You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. And so before Peter ever becomes a disciple, really, he, uh, Jesus predicts and, and uh, lets Peter know that you're going to have a significant place in the kingdom. Can you imagine Andrew? We don't hear a lot about Andrew, but we do hear a lot about Peter. And again, this is one of those invites that made a world of difference, literally a difference in the world. The story goes on in verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee, finding Philip. He said to him, follow me. It's just so funny that Jesus was so bold to say, hey, come follow me. And they did. They followed Jesus. They just started walking after him. And we could do no less than just to do everything we can to walk in the shoes that Jesus has invited us to walk in. And Philip, like Aunt Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one Moses wrote about in the law and about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And so Philip was so excited that he had followed Jesus and, and he'd realized that Jesus is the Messiah, that the first thing he did was go and find a friend named Nathanael and invite Nathanael to come and meet with Jesus. And Nathanael kind of of a brainiac type of individual, said, Nazareth, can anything good come from there? And it was a low-life town. It was not, it was not highly respected um, uh, a town. And, 
and, and so Naz, what, could, what good could come from Nazareth? Nathaniel asked, and, and uh, Philip said, come and see. Just simply come and see. Isn't that beautiful? You don't have to have all the answers. He doesn't try and answer uh, uh, Nathaniel's question. He just says, come and see. And here's what happens. Here's what we need to trust. Is when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching him, he said of him, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Then Nathaniel asked, how do, you, how do you know me? Nathaniel asked. Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Here's the, here's the truth. If we will just invite, you see the act of faith is inviting. It's not convincing it's not having all the answers. It's not trying to, to guarantee that when you invite uh, someone to, to ch uh, church or to meet Jesus, that it's going to work. But once they get to Jesus, that's all that matters. That's all that matters because Jesus does the rest of the work. In this case, Nathaniel's a doubter. Nathaniel does, has questions. Nathaniel isn't, isn't trusting that, that Philip really knows what he's talking about. What good thing can come from Nazareth? all right, I'll, I'm curious enough, I'll go look. And then when he gets to Jesus, Jesus takes over. And I think we need to trust that. We need to trust that when people get to Jesus, if we invite them to Jesus, then Jesus is going to take over. And it's at that point Jesus introduces himself. He shows them who he is. He shows them who uh, his heart. He shows them that he loves them, that he knows them, that he is intimately engaged with them. And you guys, I think it's so important that we begin the understanding that our act of faith, the act, the Holy Spirit act of inviting is critical to anything we do. And I want to encourage you. Um, today, uh, we planned on giving everybody 10 of these cards. And we will, do, we will do that next week. But 10 of these cards. And these cards are simple. They're just saying, be my guest. Be my guest. And, and really what we're saying is be my guest. I'd love for you to meet Jesus. I'd love for you to meet Jesus because here at Journey, we are always going to introduce people to Christ. We are always going to have that presence of his spirit. We're always going to invite people to understand and know who Jesus is. Every single Sunday, every single engagement. Our mission is to enter into the journeys of those who have yet to discover God's love, grace, and forgiveness. And when we do that, we understand that we're entering into journeys helping people know who Jesus is and just bringing Jesus into that journey. And I think it's really, really powerful that we understand that when we invite people, we are doing everything we can to act on behalf of Jesus because Jesus wants us to get to every heart and every soul that we can and, and just make, make them aware of him. That's all. Come and see. I've found the Messiah. We found the one that Moses wrote about. And in our world today, come, find the person who gives you hope. Find the person who will forgive you of all the mistakes you've ever made. Find the person who will, who will give you all the, the, the sense of strength and encouragement in a despairing world. Find that person. I've found the person who has allowed me to live in joy rather than in the pain of our weirdness and chaos of this world. That's the message. Has he done that for you? Has he given you hope? Do you know Jesus? Have you spent a day with him? 
it's time to invite. And we're going to go on an initiative through up to Easter. Our goal is to see uh, literally twice the size of our church at Easter. We would just love to see that, but it's not going to happen without prayer and without an invite. And we're just going to make that our focus, our focal point is to invite people to come and not meet Pastor Ricardo, not meet our, our church, our church building or outside of our church building. It's to come and meet Jesus. And when they meet him, the work is already done. He's the one in charge at that point. He's the one that, that takes over and, uh, and, and, and speaks to their heart. And I'm so excited about that. I'm thrilled that God is going to continue to grow us and enable us and empower us, like he said, it, it, by his spirit, to affect change in the lives of people. Wait, what? We're to be inviters, we're to be witnesses, we're to be storytellers of who Jesus is? Absolutely. Yeah, it's you, it's me. I, I, I used to never think that I could do those sort of things. I used to have all the fears that come along with um, I'm sharing my faith, and I still do at times, where I get nervous, I get anxious, my palms get sweaty, I'm like, oh, what are they going to think, what are they going to say, what kinds of questions are they going to ask? No, 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 I'm only asking people to meet the Jesus that I've met, the one who has forgiven me of my sins, the one who has given me hope for eternal life, and the one who helps me and gives me strength in my everyday world. And I want to invite you to invite people. You don't need a card. You just need your story. You just need to know who Jesus is. And if you don't, let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll help you understand this amazing Jesus that loves us so, so much. The call to action is simply this. Ask for power from the Holy Spirit. It's time that we walk in the Spirit. It's time that we walk in the power of the, the, uh, of the grace that God has given us. It's time that we walk in that power to make a difference in this world. And so we need to ask for it. The power is in the invite, not in the waiting. It's, it's, we have to stop waiting for this miracle moment. We have to stop waiting for this, this moment that goes, whoa, the sun is shining and there's a glow behind your head and all these kinds of things. No, the glow will happen once the invite takes place. It's the act of faith that activates the hand of God. And so we have to go and invite people to know who Jesus is and to come and meet him. And we need to pray for the opportunity to invite people. Uh, we are going to, um, on February the 17th, we're going to start uh, what we're going to call 1040. Pray for 10 for 40 days. And we're going to ask you to pray, on, and we're going to give you a card to write their names in. Pray for 10 people for 40 days. And in those 40 days, pray for an opportunity to invite them to meet Jesus. Here at Journey or wherever, in your kitchen, in, in your workplace, Wherever you want to introduce them to Jesus, you can. But we're going to do everything we can. 1040, starting February 17th. And I'm super excited about that. That's 40 days prior to Easter. And on Easter, we're just going to have a blowout day. It's going to be amazing. And develop your story. Take a moment and write down, how did I meet Jesus? What was it about him that was so special when I met him? Why did I give my life and heart to him? And when you do, when you write that little story down, you'll have something to tell people. Hey, I want you to meet the Jesus that I met uh, when I accepted Jesus Christ and invite and do everything you can to connect with people. Journey Church is all about entering into the journeys of others. And when we do that, we're going to see great things happen. Wait, what? 
you are going to make a difference in this world. You are going to invite someone to Jesus. You are going to lead someone to Christ. Yes, let's believe that. And let's know that God is going to do an amazing thing in our community, in our county. Let's pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to show your love, to show how it can happen. Thank you for your word that gives us a picture of how we can reach the hearts and lives of people. Thank you for your word that shows us how the power of the Holy Spirit can work to motivate us to reach other people with the gospel message of Jesus Christ. And so much easier, it's so much uh, uh, less difficult than we imagine. It's just simply inviting people to know who you are. And Lord, I pray that you let us uh, into the lives of those that are, have yet to discover you. Let us into those lives uh, uh, <clears throat> that need to know who you are and how much you love them. And so God, we pray that you open the doors for, for our friends, open the doors for our family, open the doors for our work co-workers, wh whoever it may be, our neighborhoods, Lord, allow us the privilege of inviting people to meet you. God, forgive us for making it about us. Forgive us for, for thinking that we had to be something, uh, uh, a, a theologian beyond theologians to even ask someone just to come and meet you. God, we pray that the power of your spirit would just move in us and use us to reach this community for you. And I thank you and I praise you for it. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. Well, if you're here today, and we mentioned it earlier, if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. He died on a cross a little over 2,000 years ago so that our sins could be forgiven. And then he rose from the dead so that we could have the promise of eternal life. And all we have to do is say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I believe that you were raised from the dead, and I commit to follow you. Pray this little prayer with me. Dear Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross and for forgiving me of my sins. I ask that you forgive me now of every mistake I've ever made. And Lord, I thank you for that. I accept your forgiveness. And I believe that you were raised from the dead three days later. And as a result, I now have eternal life and I belong to the family of God. And I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.